four, three, two, one. Lift off of the Falcon 9. Today's space show is recorded at the Canadian Space Society's annual Space Summit in Ottawa on November 21st. Among the keynote speakers invited by the Canadian Space Society are usually two from outside Canada. I spoke with Dr. Kazuya Yoshida of Tohoku University in Japan. Dr. Yoshida is also a director and chief technology officer of iSpace, a Japanese new space startup with ambition to use the moon's resources, water to start, to develop a lunar economic base. iSpace also manages the Japanese Google Lunar X Prize entry, Hakudo. Dr. Yoshida is a robotics expert and has served as the director of the Center of Robotics for Extreme and Uncertain Environments at Tohoku University. He has also worked for many years on Japanese robotic missions, including the asteroid sample return mission, Hayabusa. The technology and rovers developed at his lab at Tohoku University have also been used in disaster response. Dr. Yoshida and his colleagues at Tohoku University are also developing what he calls cliffhanger and rock climber robotic machines designed for future asteroid exploration and which also could be used on the moon. Dr. Yoshida and his colleagues have developed a rich knowledge base in microsatellite and rover technology development. As you'll hear, iSpace is looking beyond the Google Lunar X Prize and will announce its first round of equity venture funding in the near future. Your company is looking to be a leader in lunar, and this is iSpace. Yes. In lunar resource extraction, including propellant depots on the moon. Yes. For that, you'll need reliable and frequent access to the moon. Yes. Are you planning on relying on existing commercial launch companies? Okay, uh, the, to reach on the surface of the moon, uh, we need two types of things. And uh, one is, uh, of course, the launcher, the rocket launcher, and then the other thing is a spacecraft to go to the lunar orbit and make final landing on a, a specific spot. And so the, uh, for the um, and space launching uh, things, and we, we, want to, we plan to utilize an existing launching vehicle. And today we can find many different options from the government-based launching opportunities, piggyback uh, on the secondary payload opportunities offered by uh, um, space agencies like JAXA or ISRO in India. And also that we can uh, find out uh, private launching opportunities like SpaceX, Falcon 9. And so uh, we plan to utilize uh, these uh, launching opportunities. But um, the most of them are you know, for the um, Earth orbit, low Earth orbit or geostational transfer orbit. Then uh, we need uh, our own booster and to reach the lunar orbit, then uh, finally make a landing on the surface. So um, th- for this part, uh, we do need uh, um, a specific um, vehicle. So then in, in, in this um, um, regard, um, the currently the option is is quite limited. So we can find um, a, some competitors on the Google Lunar X Prize, like Team Indus uh, or Team IL from Israel, 
and then uh, um, unfortunately uh, already dropped out from the uh, competition but astrobotic in United States uh, are developing a technology uh, for the delivery uh, onto the uh, delivery something onto the moon this means that they uh, are concentrate on the uh, landing system development so we hope to utilize these kind of things but additionally we are also thinking of uh, to have our own Launch, uh, landing vehicle to the moon. So your own landing vehicle, yeah. so which 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 would fly on a commercial uh, commercial or government. Uh, oh yeah, both commercial and government. But um, but you're not going to develop you're not going to develop your own launcher. <laughs> no, not launcher. But uh, you know, <laughs> but landing technology is, is I believe the much more precious. And so and then uh, um, as an astrobotic, I, I believe that the, the one of the, the leading company for this option and uh, but they are saying that they would like to be uh, they would like to establish the delivery service to the surface of the moon like uh, FedEx or DHL so or Amazon and if you order something yes. and then bring or deliver it to the surface of the moon so then uh, we, we hope to uh, have an increased number of such demand and then simultaneously uh, we uh, try to develop the uh, such a delivery business what about uh, Moon Express? Have you considered using them for your delivery? Uh, Moon Express currently that uh, they are develop- developing a relatively small uh, landing system. So uh, I think that uh, their payload capacity is currently uh, relatively okay. small. But of course, that they uh, they have um, uh, they could be a potential uh, uh, you know, competitor <laughs> uh, okay. uh, or maybe collaborator in the near future. Yeah. So I understand that yeah. uh, iSpace yeah. raised about two million dollars in angel funding yes. in 2015. Yes. You also won five hundred thousand dollars so far mm-hmm. in the Google Lunar X Prize for the Mobility uh, Prize. Yes. Um, have other than your have you raised any other funds like through venture other than you know uh, some of your uh, 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 okay so for the current x prize challenge um yeah we have done mostly the sponsor business and we uh, uh, seek for the sponsors to help out the uh, activities uh, to challenge the X Prize and to go to the moon and, and uh, get a first prize, a grand prize in this competition. So uh, in this context, that uh, um, we got um, a quite nice sponsor. The uh, our main sponsor is um, AU KDDI, that is a Japanese uh, telecom company. So then having an uh, KDDI as a main sponsor, then we have uh, several more, and then in total, um, roughly speaking, we. Uh, Got around 10 million dollars and, and sponsors uh, money, but um, the speaking about the, the future development beyond the X Prize, we are also working and uh, to secure the or to you know raise um, investors' money. So then, uh, based on the uh, uh, equity uh, finance, so um, uh, we are uh, now doing very well. So we are in a final phase. So uh, today, I cannot tell the uh, <laughs> you know, uh, any uh, more details, but uh, we hope to make a big announcement in the near future. In the near future. Yeah. So thinking beyond the, yeah. the Google Learning X Prize, because it's just a step. Yes, yes, um, yes, exactly. How much funding do you think you need to at least get to the moon in the next step 
uh, and and begin operations with let's say a few rovers yes. to start searching for water. How much funding do you think you need? <laughs> oh, okay, so we we need several steps. And first of all, uh, you know we uh, the, the, okay the very beginning step is uh, exercise challenge that uh, this is uh, from this uh, we uh, uh, using this we can confirm that uh, we can demonstrate that our robotic rover system uh, can make um, you know a good uh, mobility performance. Uh, on the surface of the moon. And then the next step is uh, a more uh, serious challenges for the uh, uh, water ice, for example, for water ice uh, and uh, searching and prospecting. So then we need to go to uh, some specific place uh, near the polar region. Then uh, we need to go to the very challenging uh, places. So then uh, for the, this challenge, the, we need an, a robot, more and more uh, robot technology uh, that um, um, can uh, and be uh, you know, available on a low temperature environment. So but, um, maybe you know, um, but a few, well, five to ten and um, um, million dollar things. Uh, the, the, the robot technology itself, but uh, for the transportation, and uh, you know, maybe ten times bigger. Yeah. So then, uh, for uh, one single demonstration, uh, maybe we need uh, thirty to fifty million uh, things. So uh, not fifty, but around uh, twenty, thirty million uh, uh, dollars of money uh, uh, to make um, technology demonstration as an earlier phase. Uh, yeah, and the difficult part, of course, is yes, right. Without the demonstration phase, <laughs> yeah. the investors are, well, yeah. not so sure. <laughs> right, yes. But once you've done a demonstration phase, successful, yeah. uh, then it becomes a little bit easier. Yes. Um, so let's go back to the Google Lunar X Prize yes. for a second. You signed a rideshare agreement uh, yeah. with India's Team Indus. Yes. Yeah. Um, this week, there are reports from India that say that uh, Team Indus is about 23 million US dollars short mm. in funding to pay for their launch on India's polar satellite launch vehicle. Yeah. It's also being reported in Indian media mm -hmm. that uh, Team Indus is having some technical issues that might not be solved by the current March 31st deadline. Uh, which they need to have launched to the moon by then. Um, do you see uh, them being able to raise the funds in time for the launch and also fixing their technical issues by that March 31st deadline? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and do you think that deadline could be moved again? Or is, <laughs> or, or is this the final deadline deadline? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, that is a very difficult uh, question, and uh, including some sensitive issues. But uh, first of all, the speaking, speaking about the deadlines, and, uh, we recently uh, spoke with... Um, uh, judges from the XPRIZE Foundation, and then uh, they were very clear that March 31st of the next year is a final deadline and uh, no more extension. So, then uh, given that, and uh, you know, we, we should do our best. And so, so far, that our robot technologies, robot development, flight model development. Um, is, is concerned. Uh, we almost done. We are very in the. You guys are ready. Just yes. About. Uh, then we plan to uh, bring uh, our rover, robotic rover, to India um, in the uh, middle of December. Then uh, we plan to do a final integration afterwards, and also also that we uh, would like to do a rehearsal, testing, and kind of things, and uh, early next year. 
So there are, we are um, very much concerned about the uh, progress of the team in us, and but um, while we all, always trust and they will do, <laughs> they they can do, uh, and, and finally. So I uh, we, we noticed that uh, they have uh, some financial issues and based on that uh, some delay in a technical technical development, but um, um just uh, we we trust and we believe that uh, well they can do it. Um, would you be able to? Would you be able to? Would you want to? Let's say they the technical issues are, are dealt with. Yeah. But they're short on their funding, whatever amount, ten million, whatever. <laughs> Is that something where you could maybe help them, and then you work out some sort of deal that down the road they? Uh, I don't know. Um... Because without them, <laughs> yeah. if, if you don't pay for the launch, there's no launch. Well, well you know, it's it's a very tough question. I, I don't like that, you know, these uh, things are you know, broadcasted. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I'm a technical person, so then I, I, I'm really happy to offer any technology support so that uh, Team Industrial can safely and successfully touch down on the surface of the moon. So, um, well, in my capacity, I can do it. You know, only technical things. Okay. Yeah. So, once you're on on the surface of the moon with your micro rover, yeah. How long will the one that you want to send for the Google Lunar X Prize? How long will it actually be able to operate on the moon? Oh, okay. So the moon is a quite a, a special environment. That's right. We have a 14 days at daylight, 14 hours day for the daylight, and 14 hours day for the night time over there. So then, uh, for the, during night time, the temperature goes a very low, and also no, uh, you know sunlight for the power generation. So then from the beginning we gave up the nighttime operation. So our mission time is 14 days maximum. So then we plan to land on the surface of the moon and early morning time on the moon. Then maybe we need a few days for the initial checkout. So then remaining 10 days, for example, uh, our operational time. So, but, but we believe that uh, if the rover start uh, navigating, uh, well, uh, 10 days are good enough to achieve the 500 meter travel and a transmission of all the uh, high resolution imaging uh, data back to the Earth. Okay, yeah. so um, now it's my understanding yeah. the rover is, is quite small. Yeah. It uh, weighs about uh, four kilograms. Yes. About 58 centimeters in length, 53.6 centimeters width, and about 35.8 centimeters tall. Um, how does that compare to a production model, thinking again in the future, yeah. that you would then use on the moon when you go prospecting? Would it be mm -hmm. similar size or would it be bigger? Uh, okay. So um, we are thinking of, of the uh, similar size. Uh, well, we have some variations in the size, but uh, three, four kilograms, maybe um, possibly one kilogram. Uh, that is uh, another, we need more and more challenge, but maybe at maximum uh, some 10, 20, 30 kilograms is also possible for a much more capable, I think, rover. And then because the polar region is very uh, cold temperature, and the temperature is uh, an, uh, one big uh, driving force in a um, mechanical design because of the, you know, uh, heat capacity things, and so, 
And in a sense, uh, the bigger is better. But um, it also costs more to send. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, and of course, then we need to, you know, carry out the sensors to detect the uh, water, ice, or any possible uh, materials over there. And but in other aspect, that uh, if we can make the rover smaller, and but with a single launch, we have a, a, a possibility to bring multiple rover in, in in a single mission. So that will give us a redundancy and more opportunity for wider areas of the exploration. So now we are looking at uh, this direction. So uh, miniaturize our uh, robotic systems and having more opportunities and more redundancy in the more exploration areas uh, for uh, and the resource pros- prospecting activities. Now, you have a lot of experience yeah. in building rovers, yes. both terrestrially and yes. now yeah. you're building for the moon. In building for the moon, what, yeah. what's been your most challenging te- technical issue that you've hmm. faced so far? Okay, so um, basically you have two things. And the one is uh, the surface material, a soft soil or a granular material called regolith. The regolith, yes. yeah. So then how to deal with regolith? And the one is traction, but also the dusty, you know, dusty contamination of the mechanical systems. And so, um, but so far we have done a lot of testing experiments. And so then um, I'm, I am somehow confident on uh, our robot rover will work in uh, such a challenging environment. Uh, but, but, but also, the other stuff is, uh, again, temperature and the heat capacity. And, uh, and basically, we rely on the passive temperature control. So we carefully estimate the heat income and the heat output and the heat generation from our, our onboard electronics. Then at the end, we want to keep the uh, you know uh, temperature of the electronics in a, a good range. So this this is another challenge and, and the design stuff. So if you if you don't win the Google Lunar X Prize, mm-hmm. a, your company iSpace is still going to go forward with its business plan. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, we um, yes. Even though you know somebody else then make uh, get uh, the grand prize, but anyhow we will uh, send our robot and then uh, make demonstration that our mobility design and temperature control works uh, well on the surface of the moon. That is a necessary step of, of our future business, and then uh, we are more uh, interested in you uh, know future uh, prospecting things on the polar region. So. Uh, um, then um, um, well, we, we try to find um, many different opportunities to send our robot uh, to the surface of the moon. Then uh, getting more data, more experience, and then making a feedback for the future uh, robot designs. So, for the sake of argument, yeah. you send your rover to uh, India. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the trust factor, mm-hmm. but let's say they just say we can't, we don't have. We can't launch. Mm-hmm. Do you bring it back to Japan and you look for another opportunity in the next couple of years yeah. as you raise money for yeah. to pay for your own launch or your team with somebody else? Yeah. Well, actually, yes. Uh, even though the team in does will not meet the deadline, but. Um, I believe that they will continue. So then, um, and in some future, our robot rover uh, will be launched by Indian team. But simultaneously, uh, uh, we still keep a good relationship with Astrobotic in the United States. So early this year, that they announced that they, you know, uh, 
concentrate on the longer term plan, and that will not meet the expert deadline, but uh, they are you know, more interested in the delivery business to the moon. So then on, um, maybe in future um, uh, well, time frame, uh, well, we will uh, send our robots to the um, a, a <coughs> astrobotic and to go to the moon. So this is, uh, you know, um, this option is still still active for us. So the flight model that's ready for, uh, almost ready to, to, to ship to India, you yeah. have that one. Are you working on another model now for uh, a future launch? Okay, um, not not really active, but uh, in principle, the ones uh, we complete and uh, one set of the, uh, um, you know, flight model to a specific a render. So then it's not that difficult to modify the our existing design to the you know another launching opportunities, another you know location and another you know interface conditions. Um, and this will be uh, possible. So this is possible. So um, and we are looking at uh, these kind of options. We are very flexible uh, for you know future development. So I have one last question. Yeah. So in your presentation yeah. this morning, towards the end, yeah. you had the cliffhanger rock climber. Oh yes, right. Yeah. Those to me are, are uh, and they have nothing to do with the Google Lunar X Prize. Yeah, right. Um, and I didn't see anything on your on the iSpace website about that. Uh-huh, yeah. This is through the university that you're developing. Yes. At uh, this moment, this is a university-based research start. Um, <laughs> Based on what I've seen yeah. uh, and needs going, thinking future commercial development in space, yeah. the technology that you're developing with yeah. these, yeah. Uh, it, I think, is going to be critical. Yeah. Um, are you looking at uh, taking this out of the university at some point and commercializing it? Oh yes, definitely. That, you know, looking back at this uh, expert challenge, that and the things we studied in universities, that our university in about uh, 10 or 15 years ago. Now those things are very close to the real flight model uh, you know, under the framework, <coughs> framework of the iSpace business. So then likewise, uh, they are what we are uh, studying or researching in university today will be you know, launched uh, maybe five years, 10 years uh, later. So then we keep such a you know, life cycle from the you know, innovative technology from the university to the uh, real space flight mission uh, by our uh, framework on the venture type of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very yeah. much, Dr. Yoshida, for oh, being yes. my guest. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of the Space Q Podcast. If you have comments on this episode, you can email me at podcast at spaceq.ca or you can post them on our website at spaceq.ca where you'll find an archive of each episode. You can also find Space Q on Twitter at Canada in Space and we post all our articles and podcasts to Facebook at The Space Q and don't forget to like us on Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn at Mark K. Boucher and if we're connected, you'll get Space Q articles and the podcast notification in your newsfeed. If you like the show, please subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app. If you use iTunes, please consider rating the show and writing a review if you're so inclined. Inclined.